0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Notes by Kaya, the podcast. I'm Kaya, licensed clinical social worker in two states now. I'm so excited to have added Virginia to that list alongside Oklahoma, which is the original state, Um, mental health coach for parents and their preteens and teenagers. I have niched down a little bit, guys, so you will see more of my content, focus more on teens and preteens. I just feel like not enough people are really talking about preteens and teenagers and their mental health. Um, Everybody wants to focus on toddlers and little kids, but preteens and teenagers, they go through so much and they need a lot of support. So you'll notice that on my Instagram and things like that, I will focus a whole lot more on that group. Um, But of course, the podcast is for parents with children of any age. But without further ado, let's jump into this episode. I actually have a very special guest with me today, Lelaine Frankel of Parenting with Lelaine. And y'all know I don't do this very often. So when I have guests, y'all know it's legit. And we're going to talk about sibling relationships today. Welcome, Lelaine. Thank you so
1: much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Kaya. I'm excited to be here to talk to you about all this.
0: I'm excited too. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got into talking about sibling
1: relationships so yes i am a parent coach and i specialize um on with sibling relationships helping parents to manage uh uh, the sibling rivalry and the conflicts that come up with their children and i help them to create and build stronger bonds within the family Um, i do this through one-on-one coaching and um, group coaching and um, workshops
0: Awesome. Very good. Uh I love that my siblings and I fought a lot. A whole lot. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? I have yeah. three siblings, so I'm the oldest and then I have two sisters and then my brother. Okay. And I didn't really fight with my brother as much, but my sisters and I we we went in with each other. <laughs> Were you close in age? Kinda. So there's three years between me and the sister right up under me and then seven years between me and the next one. But then there's 12 years between me and my brother.
1: Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, really, yeah. I have four children of my own. I have twin daughters. And then 18 months later, I had a son. So wow. almost like raising triplets. And then seven years after that, I, uh, my fourth child was born. So, you know, I, I didn't do everything right at the time. And there's so much that I wish I could have done differently. And that's kind of like doing this parent coaching is sort of like my redo. I get to do a do-over and help parents yes. with the, you know, the knowledge and the experience that I that I went through with my children.
0: Yeah, um, and that's great to have the opportunity to change things a little bit, make things a little bit different. Um, what is probably the top frustration that the parents have that you work with?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them come to me because they're just at wit's end with the fighting that happens Mm -hmm. with their children. And, uh, you know, children fight for a variety of reasons. You know, it could be they're the same sex or the different sex or, um, you know, the age gap in between. Uh, But for the most part, The thing about kids is that when you're in a family it's we're all as human beings programmed to survive right (laughs) and so we are going to fight and do whatever we can to compete for the precious resources you know in order to survive and your parents and the attention that they have to give you—that is like a huge, precious resource. Um, so a lot of conflict will um, will come because of that, because of parental attention and the need for their approval. If there's any kind of disconnect in that area, you're going to see some competition among the siblings. You're going to see jealousy. You're going to see um, issues relating to fairness. So, you know, that's not fair. Why does she get to you know, do this? why can't I do that? They'll fight about, you know, belongings. Um, and there's so many things that parents do not intentionally, and they don't realize that absolutely affects the relationships between their children. Um, you know, they can cause more, more rivalry and more competition without even really knowing it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Um, my sister and I recently just within the last couple months realized that a lot of our struggles in our relationship, we're really close now. um, But the struggles in our relationship was that my dad was pitting us against each other. And I don't think he was doing it on purpose, Mm -hmm. but he would say one thing to me like, Oh, why can't you be like her in this way? But then he would go say to her, well, why can't you be like Kaya in this way? And we're like, uh, because I'm not her. And it mm-hmm. seemed like they favored the other over us. And so that made conflict between us. And I don't right. think yeah. that was on purpose or intentional, but it was just amazing to come to that conclusion.
1: Yeah. And probably it probably what the intention was, was to motivate right to motivate you to do something maybe it's like oh why can't you pick up your you know your jacket off the floor like your sister does and that's probably the least motivating (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, or um, or they will put uh, they'll comment on on you know one sibling's grades and make a big deal about it and the minute you do that you put one child in this position of being inferior and the other one being you know superior and that you know automatically causes those feelings of resentfulness and just envy um, which just adds to the rivalry that's already built in
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Do you think there's a level of competition that is healthy between siblings? Uh,
1: Yes, I think so. But I think it's more important that parents try and put those siblings on the same team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that they feel like they're working together towards something. If you're playing family games at home, put the siblings on the same team instead of putting them on opposite <laughs> teams. You'll probably play the game longer and it'll be more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, there's times when you just put it, it, I think a lot of times I feel like when my daughters got along really well was when they were against me <laughs> you know, for something. So, um, and you know, that take one for the team, take one for the family team that mm-hmm. way, right? Um, yeah, competition can, it, it can be, I suppose, but I, I think that if we can avoid it in as much as possible within the family and just look at the family as being a family team, I think that, that everyone will be stronger and it'll be a, a more healthy and more, you know, positive, um, relationship if you can do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, that's interesting that you mentioned, um, that your daughters really got along more when they were against you. Because I think a lot of times that's what bonds siblings together eventually is when they're like, Hey, those people are kind (laughs) of crazy, but we are on the same team Um, and kind of that Wait, you experienced that too. It's so interesting talking to my siblings now. And my brother is just now he's getting ready to turn 20, I think. Mm -hmm. this month, and so he's just now coming into, wait, I remember when this happened and this happened and I didn't like that and it shouldn't have been that way, whereas my sisters and I, we're all much older and so we've already come to all these conclusions, and it's really interesting that we all saw our parents differently with our siblings, but we really experienced the same thing, just kind of in a different way, or we responded to it in a different way. Absolutely. And that bonded us together.
1: <laughs> yeah, And the thing is about siblings, it is really one of the longest lasting relationships that you're going to have in your life. I mean, either your siblings know you before you were you right now right they know your authentic self and so they know what buttons to push to to mm-hmm. get you going sure. and then, um so they really do but like you know we have partners in our life and and um, they they'll come and go and you know they'll but our siblings, they're really they've known us for for the majority of the time so it's really a relationship that um hopefully is one that is um, helpful and positive and um, one that we want to have in our lives um and so i really you know when i work with parents i really have them think about getting clarity as to like what it is what's the goal for your relationship you know, what relationship do you want your children to have? Not just today, but like, what do you want it to look like five years down the road? Yeah. Ten years down the road, you know, when they're adults, you know, what kind of relationship when you're an old lady? And, you know, uh, how do you want it to look like for them? Um, yeah. And then we work towards that. Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. Um, it's it's definitely, you know, people used to say, Oh, y'all are gonna be best friends one day. And we're like, uh no, I don't even like her. <laughs> and now, like, I love my sister so much, and we bigger, we fight. I think right now, in this moment, is probably the closest that we've ever been. And I'm just like, please don't let this go away. Please don't let anything happen mm-hmm. um, to separate us again because we go through our ups and downs and different things, but it's just it makes life so much more enjoyable when you
1: do have a good relationship with your siblings, right? And when you want to see each other and yeah, you know, get, you know, get together and um, you know, there'll be a little bit of drama here and there, but for of the course. most part, you know, they, it really you want to be tied to that person. Yeah, as as they have they share your history, and yeah. um, yeah.
0: yeah okay so is there any amount of fighting that you would consider to be normal in a family between siblings
1: oh my god my goodness um the fighting is just it it it's it's typical i mean all you'll see it in in every family what you want to do though is you want to protect the emotional well-being of everyone involved you want to protect the physical well-being of everyone involved Um, so when they do fight um, you want to make sure that you have rules around the fighting and boundaries around the fighting. You know, maybe one of your family rules is, you know, we don't do name calling. We just don't, we don't name call. We don't, you know, uh, do that just because it's not respectful and it causes, you know, self-esteem issues. Um, So maybe that's one of the rules. Uh, Maybe the one of the rules can be like you all speak in medium voices, you know, or we get to just because once Everyone starts yelling. No one's hearing anybody, <laughs> right? Um, so, fighting between children is inevitable. Our, uh, but what we do with that as parents um, is it can can make or break everything. You know, it can make and break the relationship. So, it, a lot of the work that I do too revolves around parental mindset with the fighting, and I'm like, let your kids fight. There are really um, some good things that can come out from the fighting. You know, if you you can start to teach them things like how to listen empathetically to another person's perspective. You can um, teach them how to negotiate for what it is that they want, um, how to communicate what they want. Um, you know, how to compromise and just problem solve through something. If we're constantly separating them when they start fighting and not giving them the opportunity to play some of it out, they don't learn the conflict resolution skills that they need to learn. And... Conflict is inevitable in our lives. We, in varying forms of it, in all relationships, you are going to come across conflict. And so the nice thing about having a sibling is you can kind of practice <laughs> the skills that you need to learn. So as parents, I think it's really important that we allow the fighting to take place, but we set the ground rules around it and that everyone is really clear, you know, that it's not going to become violent, that we're, you know, this is how we fight, we live we let one person talk at a time. You know, whatever it is that your family values, um, being really clear about that uh, is, is very important. And then, they're, you know, when they're really young, you have to kind of walk them through learning the conflict resolution skills. But the older they get, you just need to kind of back away and tell them that I have faith that you two can figure out how to work this out. And if you can't work it out, that's going to be the story, but you have to, you know, I, I think you have to give them the opportunity to do it and not try and always walk in too soon and fix everything, um, for them. You know, a lot of times parents just feel like their job is to fix and to be the judge and to be the, you know, the jury and to be the referee. And I say, teach them, be the teacher, be the coach, and then step away. And have faith that they're that they can do it.
0: Yeah, because then it gets into that, oh, you're always taking their side, and you know all of that, and even disrupts the child's relationship with the parent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that for me and my siblings, that was a big deal. Was like, you know, of course, me being the oldest is me being held to a higher standard. And it's like, but when do my feelings matter? When is it that they need to respect me as well? Why do I always have to be the bigger person rather than teaching them that what they're doing is not correct either? And so then it just, you know, influences even more divide between
1: each Absolutely. Other. i mean you have to come into that you into a conflict when you walked into conflict you can't assume that it's always that one person who seems to be usually the person instigating the, the conflict right you just as a parent you can't do that because you start to undermine your relationship with each of your children and their relationship as well so you really have to kind of just walk in there be really neutral and being a being really objective i see that you both want that same toy what are you guys going to do about this? Yeah. Or walking in there and just, you know, describing what you see and um, kind of clarifying the situation. And, you know, how is this? How are you feeling about her taking that away from you? Well, I wasn't done playing with that toy yet. And she blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, did you hear what your brother said? Your brother said, uh, right? So it's just kind of clarifying it for for the children because when they are able to communicate um, what their issue is and then to hear it back in that way um, helps with the with the perspective taking and learning how to be more you know empathetic about another person's point of view
0: yeah and that's so important and like you said those are really the first relationships that you have so learning that at such a young age and being able to take that into the workplace into friendships in the future and all of those things. And a lot of what I talk about is mindful parenting. And I talk about that. It's really thinking beyond that current moment. How is this going to impact them in the future? What skills are you building? Yeah. What is that going to look like in the future? So taking that and teaching those skills so that they already have it. Cause a lot of people don't because they either were Able to just continue fighting like cats and dogs, or the parents intervened all the time, so they never had to, or whatever. Um, and so, those are really, really important skills.
1: Yeah, and it's we want our children to each have a voice, mm-hmm. you know, and to feel like they're seen and that they're heard, and like someone really appreciates the the issue that they're going through. Um, it just makes a huge difference when you feel understood. You know and you feel validated and you might not i mean you you might not be right you know but someone heard you
0: yeah
1: right and i think that when conflict happens there always seems to have there's this there's this need for someone to be right and someone to be wrong and you know if we can take that out of the equation instead think well how can we make this work a win-win solution for all of us that are involved then we're looking at everything differently um, you know, we're not on the, on the defense and we can start to open and open up our minds and our hearts and, and everything to, to listening and gosh, wouldn't the world be so different? You know, in general, if we could just like stop and pause and just really pay attention to what the other person is saying without our imposing our own agenda constantly, right. because we're not being heard or yeah. we think that we're think we not being heard. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so true um so do you have tips for parents to help them to not intervene because that can be really hard number one you're tired of hearing the screaming and you know all of that you're tired of them coming at you with they won't give me this they won't do this and you know all of that do you have tips for parents to not intervene so much and how they can do that a little bit easier
1: you're just—you have, have to make a conscious choice not to not to do that. You have to show them that you, like I said in the very beginning, you're involved. You have to be involved. You teach those conflict resolution skills. Um, you do well. What well, What do you think we should do about it? You know, Johnny. What do you think we should do about it, Jane? And, you know, and then really listen. Oh, Johnny wants to do X, Y, Z. Jane wants to do X, Y, Z. What do you think, you know, we should do? We could. What should we try first? And it's, it's that just um, walking through all of that so that so they can see the clear picture and the bigger picture. And also knowing that we can pick one of these solutions and we can try it. And if it works, then great. If it doesn't, hey, there's another good idea. You know, let's try this good idea, um, and it's not a contest about whose idea is better. It's like you know, we're just going to try them all and see what works for us. You know, what pair of shoes fit best? We try on a whole bunch to make sure that it fits. And so, what what's going to fit what we need at this point? Um, yeah. So I, I, as far as stepping back, um, I'd be kind of in the the room in the big. Be- you know, in the beginning you're there, and then you slowly like. Make your exit out and let them know that you that you do trust that they can do this. Um, and you are in the other room just making sure that you can hear that no one's being like emotionally abused or um, bullied, you know, into having the other one take on whatever idea the other one is coming up with. Um, and really start, if you do have to come in when they're fighting, don't ask like, you know what happened because all of a sudden they're just going to be pushing their agenda. Walk in there and go, Hey, you know, how are you feeling about this, Johnny? How do you feel? Tell me more. Okay. Um, and then you've got them each feeling like they are being heard and listened to and seen. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I would be kind of upset too. You know, and just kind of like, um, but tell now you tell me, you know, Jane, what is it that you are feeling? Um, and so instead of, I think that's a big deal. Instead of what happened, just go in there and, and ask, you know, you know what you're feeling, what the yeah. each of you feeling.
0: I love that perspective because it's it's so number one, you're able to validate everybody. -hmm. Um, and it doesn't feel as much like you're picking sides and everybody feels more heard. And really that is what's most important is how is this making you feel, not necessarily who had the toy first, because typically that's not what we're really fighting over. Right. Uh, (laughs) That's always deeper than that. (laughs) Yes. That is the surface issue, but really it's that. I might be feeling jealous or I might feel hurt or disappointed or sad, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I'm so big on naming emotions for kids so that they learn what that is and that way they learn to identify it. Because even as adults, we struggle with that. But if we're able to do that more with your children and teach that from the very beginning, then it seems to be a little easier and then before you know it they're communicating to you well they really hurt my feelings mom they really made me angry Mm -hmm. mom or i was really jealous of seeing them play with that toy but i was able to and then whatever coping skills you're teaching them as well at the same time exactly then you know and you don't have to do as much
1: right right Right. And they become more aware and, gosh, like I said before, it totally helps them with all their relationships to be able to, you know, to communicate how they're feeling. Your partner's not going to have to keep guessing and guessing <laughs> wrong because you're just going to be able to tell them. And, and you know, the beauty of it, too, is when you work with children and you hear them actually using those words with each other, yeah, um, you're absolutely. just like, oh, yay. <laughs> You know they got it. Yeah, yeah something's working here. <laughs> um and yeah, so so I think and it's it's like any skill you have to practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Every skill, all the physical skills we we spend so much time practicing all the physical skills we want, the, you know, the tip for them to like play a sport or play whatever, but this like emotional stuff the social emotional stuff it's huge that's what we really need to practice because yeah. if they're not feeling good about themselves they can't even move on in any other areas of development any area <laughs> any area you know it's like i work with a lot with preschoolers too and you know we've got parents that just whoa—they gotta they gotta they gotta read by the time they're three and they have to do this but and it's like listen if they don't know how to get along with other people They're not gonna have friends. And if they don't have friends, they're not gonna be able to do school because they're gonna be so, they're not gonna be able to pay attention academically because they're gonna be so worried about this person doesn't like me and I don't have any friends and nobody likes me at this school. That's not where the focus needs to be on. The focus has to be on them learning those skills to get along with other people. And having siblings, that's a great practice, you know, lap for it. yeah it's a good gym
0: (laughs) yeah do you find that the relationship
1: between the parents
0: influences the relationship between the siblings
1: uh i think it, it it can because so many times we model what we see and what we live so if you're hearing loud voices between the children they're experiencing it somewhere too Mm -hmm. and so we have to kind of uh keep ourselves in check and children have a great way of showing us what we're doing and revealing (laughs) how things are by what they're how they're playing what how they're acting with each other you know um, how they respond to um to to reprimands or you know like oftentimes if they're defensive it's because they have experienced it too you know so if you want your kid to be apologetic and to be able to make amends then they have to hear they have to hear how how you do that like as a couple um if you're fighting they need to see how you also say I'm sorry and work through it um because otherwise it just carries it carries on and we just
0: absolutely I think that's Good, and even the way that the parents deal with the children like, if you're yelling at your child, that is what they are going to mimic as well. Mm-hmm. So, not even just between the adults, but even
1: you know, from parent
0: to child as well.
1: And you know, on the flip side, too, if you are like getting when things get really loud and, and crazy, and you're kind of out of control and having a hard time with your own emotions, whatever you do, like if you all of a sudden just pause and take a deep breath, you'll see your little five-year-old taking a pause, taking a deep breath, yeah. you know? Um, it, so so think about what you're showing them because they really do, um, you know, learn so much from the behavior that they're witnessing.
0: Yeah. So what about when younger siblings want to be with older siblings and the older sibling is like, no, how can parents handle that? Well, what is a way that they can deal with that?
1: Well, I think that we have to, parents have to realize that everyone needs time for themselves. Parents need time for themselves (laughs) and children need time for themselves and you know with children and when you have a lot of kids and you just kind of like expect them just to be with each other and all the time without recognizing that some of us need a space and it can be a little corner of the room that's just theirs or a little you know or you know an hour of time that's just theirs in that in that space Um, because when you have older children And you have younger children older children's play and what they're working on can get really involved and younger children especially little toddlers will just they don't care they're just knocking things down they're having a good time just knocking you know building and knocking and the other ones like maybe building in this intricate city with blocks um we have to respect that they're developmentally in different places and give them the space to you know to grow in in the way that they need to be growing um so there's time for them to be together and learn how to play cooperatively together, but there's also needs to be time where they have their own space. Let me tell you, when my kids, when my my three older ones were were younger, I had one of those like pack and plays, um, who I which I thought would be for number three to go in there and you know hang out while the other two were running around. Um, but what that ended up happening with that pack and play little thing was um, the older ones would go in there with the, with their little poly pockets or something so that the younger one would you know the younger one wasn't going to be disrupting the play so <laughs> it doesn't you know it's so they got their own little what is that a three by three <laughs> little, you know uh play pen we used to call them um and and that that helped tremendously you know because they weren't being interrupted um we uh, think about us as adults to be constantly interrupted by someone at some point, you're going to lose it, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to lose it on them. So we want to make sure that they're also, we're also providing some alone time. If the child is requesting it, that they don't need to always have to live and share the whole everything with, with uh, their younger sibling.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think because sharing is important, but I think it's also, important to understand that there are boundaries and not everyone has to share with you. And I think with kids, that's one of the most dangerous lessons that we teach is sharing. you know, we say sharing is caring and it is, and that's a very good thing. But then when someone tells us no, we're just like, Oh my gosh, our whole world is crashing because they told me no, they didn't want to share with me. And it's like, it's okay they don't have to it's theirs they get to make that choice and that's a way that we can begin to
1: teach about boundaries listen we don't share as adults we don't share everything (laughs) i have them i have my you know wonderful friends that come over i love them to death but you know there's certain things i'm not going to share with them i mean maybe there's like special wine that's just my wine um i'm not going to share my husband. I'm not going to share, you know, some of my clothing. You know, whatever it is, it's like there. We have boundaries, but yet we expect our children when they have a play date or somebody that comes over that they're supposed to share everything. Yeah. What I've told the parents I worked with in the past is that you know, or if whatever is there's community stuff, right? There's stuff that might be like in a in a shared space, like a family room or whatever, and play whatever. That is that's all game uh, ever free. Anybody can like go play. But if there's a special toys like lovies or special, um, you know, things that they pride they take pride in and that that's so it's okay for them not to bring that out when their friend comes over. Yeah, it can go hide in their room and right. just be there. We don't ha- we don't have to share everything. Um, so, yeah.
0: yeah, I think it's unrealistic
1: to demand it of children.
0: I agree. And just learning respect, like we said, boundaries, those are important lessons as well Mm -hmm. that can be taught because once you go into the adult world, like you said, not everybody is going to share everything with you and teaching that skill from a young age can be extremely valuable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do you think that the parents relationships with their siblings impacts the way they handle the sibling relationships between their children
1: all oh, right We're <laughs> totally right <laughs> uh uh-huh. yeah it's like um you know if they've had a great relationship with their siblings a lot of times they want to recreate that with um you know with the siblings that they the children that they have um if They did not have a great relationship. It's a struggle at times, and it can also be really hard for them when they see their children fighting because it was such an unpleasant childhood for them that they don't want to have history repeat itself, and so they get too overly anxious and involved in it. And so it's really – parents really have to kind of step back and and, and just – get clarity on, on what it is that they want and the motivation behind what it is they're asking, um, of that relationship. Cause a lot of the fighting is normal. As long as you're looking at it as an opportunity for them to learn and that you're, um, you know, having those rules around the fighting, but, um, so, but it does absolutely impact everything they, in so many ways, because we're with our siblings, they raise and shape us, they form who yeah. we are. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, especially. Uh, yeah, they, they absolutely do. And they teach us so much. Um, we are with them. What, what was that? Qu- I mean, let's see if I can find that quote. Um, this one. Uh, there's a study where it says on average, siblings um, between three to seven years old engage in some kind of conflict 3.5 times an hour. Can you imagine? Oh, if my you're goodness. Couple, like that's like every like what? Like. I don't know every 10 minutes or something <laughs> 15 minutes yeah there's a clash right so but well but that's not actually that wasn't the quote the quote that i was looking for was this one it was a penn state university study and said by age 11 a child devotes 33 percent of his free time to his siblings more time than with friends parents teachers or even themselves Wow. so it's you know yeah they really absolutely shape and influence so much of who we are and and what we you know what we how we see other relationships between our children
0: yeah um so close the last question i think is how much or what should the boundary be with older children caring for the younger ones and how can we create boundaries on that
1: yeah your children are your children Mm -hmm. right and we do expect a lot for our older children we and 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 some of them enjoy it and you know but really that response they need to be children themselves and they are children yeah they did not have the children True. And so I just don't feel like um, it, it causes resentment in so many ways. It causes resentment. Um, it, it doesn't allow for them to have a sibling, typical sibling relationship. One is in charge and becomes resentful because they have to take care of all the young ones. And then the young ones, they're needing, they're needing a different kind of model. They have parents. <laughs> They're needing a different kind of um, of relationship, and that is that relationship of with the older sister, the older brother. Um, so I, uh, my feeling is that um, that they can be there to help, you know, every once in a while. But it really should not be the older child's responsibility to look over, raise, and watch the younger ones. Um, that should really be the par- the parent's responsibility. You know, honestly, there aren't very many years between and experience between siblings. You know, so you're asking if you're asking someone that's two years older to be uh, parenting <laughs> <laughs> the younger sibling. Um, it, you know, you're not. You may not get the results that you're like. Yeah. You're, yeah. You <laughs>
0: it's common though right
1: especially in big families it's very common and we have like um you know a lot of both parents working and so the responsibility does you know get becomes the older children's responsibility but i think if if you can um i would let my child be a child and let them you know go through childhood and and all that that entails
0: yeah for sure because it while on one end, it does kind of create responsibility. It also, like you said, they're not able to really enjoy just being a kid and not having to step into this role that really was never created for them. And I think, you know, there can be a balance because sometimes you do need to, okay, listen, I gotta go to the store. There are seven of y'all the oldest is you know like 14 Mm -hmm. i need you to watch your siblings while i run to the store like i can't take everybody
1: and so you know something's totally different right that's different than having it be like you're expected to care for your younger siblings like i remember like on saturday mornings my one you know my one of the my daughters would who was nine years older than my youngest would go down and feed him breakfast and you know care for him and that was like a great I loved it. You know, I could sleep in a little. You know, it was like so nice that she would be, but it wasn't a requirement. Right. Right. So it's like if they want to do something and they enjoy it and they, they're enjoying that mothering or that, you know, father role or whatever, because they, kids that, you know, they're, they're still playing with all those different roles. And so they, yeah. they, they want to experiment with it and play with it. But but to make it be their responsibility, I'm not sure if yeah. that's a healthy Um, way
0: to to go yeah yeah I agree I was talking to somebody recently and now their kids are struggling with fighting all the time and I was like did you and your siblings not fight they were like well no I was the oldest I was a caretaker I took care of them so I was really in a father role so we didn't fight I'm like, Oh, well, let me tell you about what went on at our house. Cause uh, this is normal. It's okay. They will work it out. Eventually they will, you know, come to terms with each other and, you know, be able to be friends in the future. But right now it's not, you know, anything crazy or anything. They're not beating each other's heads in or, you know, any of that stuff. It's so it's okay. They're practicing conflict resolution.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said just have the rules around it, like exactly, you know, exactly. If, you don't hit, if somebody says stop, then everybody stops. You know, with the yeah. whatever the roughhousing. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Very good. Okay. Any last tips or words of advice or anything for
1: us? You know, the par- This whole thing with parenting, it's so. 24 7. it can be yeah. so exhausting and it takes every ounce of you when you're a parent you know to, and and so you, we're not always going to do it well and that's 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 okay but when you mess up or you don't do something right you can you know use as an opportunity to teach how to make amends and how to say you're sorry and how to own up to whatever it was that you um didn't do well um, because, like we talked about earlier, we're always modeling, you know, behavior for our children. Um, the other thing is, um, it's a, in order to do this parenting job well, it's so important for parents to take the time to take care of their own needs. And, we can, you know, it's, like I said, it's so 24-7, but, you know, even when you're flying on an airplane, They tell you if you're flying with small children and that oxygen mask falls from the, you know, from the ceiling, whatever, um, you need to put that mask on yourself first Mm -hmm. because you can't help anybody else. If you are depleted of energy and oxygen. Um, so when you are striving to be the best kind of parent, the parent that you have always wanted to be, um, it's impossible to do if you haven't taken care of what you need first. Um, and once you re-energize and replenish, then you're going to respond to your children in a whole different way than when you're on stress mode. Um, so I just encourage people to consider, you know, blocking off a little bit of time. Maybe it's not, maybe it's just like 10 minutes and you get to just like have quiet for 10 minutes or you, um, you know, get to walk around your block or whatever for 10 minutes, whatever it is, just so that you can take a deep breath and just replenish, um, and and take care of what it is that you need to, so that you can be better at your job. You know, like what I said, like when when milk spills and you have to be at work and it's you're already running late and you guys still drop off the child at daycare and like all this stuff, your reaction is going to be so different than when you're a Sunday afternoon, don't have to be anywhere, and it's just you're you, you've. You know had time to to chill a little and then you're like the milk spills. okay let's all clean it up it's not a big deal right, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah for sure
0: very good thank you so much um you're so welcome. we can get in touch with you
1: yes yeah, so um if you'd like to get in touch with me i am at www.parentingwithlelaine.com and you can find me in the same handles on instagram and facebook
0: All right. Very good. And of course, that will be in the show notes and it'll be linked um, so you can easily click that. Definitely make sure you connect with her. I love that I connected with you. I wanted to talk about sibling relationships for a while, but it just wasn't. The stars did not align (laughs) until (laughs) I came across you. And so thank you so much for spending this time with me and giving us this great advice.
1: Oh, thank you. It was great talking to you.
0: I appreciate it so much. All right. You all make sure that you connect with her. Tell her you found her through Notes by Kaya podcast. And we'll
1: talk next time. Great.